0: okay we'll get started here tonight uh, like I say uh, I, those two songs there were really good I really enjoyed those and uh, but uh, tonight I want to look at it's in Psalms and uh, you know Psalms, a lot of your Psalms were written by David, but there were several authors that, uh, that even Moses wrote two of the Psalms, ASAP. There was a number, but David wrote the biggest part of them, and this one tonight, David was the author of the Psalms, <clears throat> and there's a very special reason why David wrote the Psalms. He was coming to God, God, David is going through a a real ordeal <laughs> excuse me <clears throat> and uh, I guess well I'll, I'll just get into it here and y'all see what I'm talking about but uh, the Psalms is Psalms 55 verses. I'm going to look at verses 1 through 6 And as, as David is saying he he's coming to God he's got a real sorrowful heart right now. And uh, it says, Give ear to my prayer, O God, and do not hide yourself from me or from my supplication, my prayers. Do not, do not turn your ear away from me. He says, Attend to me. Hear me. I am restless in my complaint, and I moan noisily because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked. For, the, for, they bring down, excuse me, for they bring down trouble upon me. In wrath they hate me. My heart is, is severely pained within me, and the terrors or fear of death have fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling have come upon me, and horror has overwhelmed me. So I said, Oh, that I, if I had wings I, like a dove, I would fly away and rest. David was pouring out his heart to God here, and there was a very special reason. When David wrote the Psalms, he was suffering from one of the greatest pains that at all times a person can go through. David had been betrayed by someone very close to him, someone he trusted. And here in Psalms 55, 12 through 14, listen what he says. For it, David is saying now, who this person is, or what it meant to him, he says, For this was not an enemy that, that reproached me or come against me. He says, Then I could have borne it, neither was it he that hated me. <coughs> did, did magnify himself against me, then I would have hid myself from him. But it was thou, a man my equal, my guide, my acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and we walked into the house of God in company. Or they went to the house of God together. You know, Many of them believe that the person that betrayed David, David is talking about his own son, Absalom. Absalom tried to take David's throne from him. Absalom was very angry at David, and he wanted David's kingship. And he was doing everything underhanded behind David's back, to try to overtake and try to try to remove David from king, and uh, <clears throat> in Second Samuel is where you can read about this. I just I'm just going to tell you it, it, it's uh, mostly sec, uh, Second Samuel chapter fifteen through eighteen. It's about Sam. It's about Absalom trying to overthrow David, and the things that took place and the things that that uh, the son did unto David to try to take this throne. And this is what David's talking about. David was so hurt that this was his son that was trying to take his kingship. That, they, that Absalom even wanted to take David's life. Anything to be king. And everything was so underhanded and so sneaky. And uh, and I don't know. I'm just horse tonight. Uh, David. Was going through the pain of what we just—he's going through the pain of betrayal, and now he was looking to God for comfort. He was needing to come to God. God, I need you to comfort me. You know what's going on. You see what's happening. You see what Absalom is doing. Lord God, you put me king over Israel. If you want me removed, you remove me, not Absalom. But David was coming before God to pour out his heart to God because of what he was going through. And I think this here is a prime example of what David is going through. it It should teach us something. That when we're really hurt, when we're really going through circumstances and difficulties, God is where we need to go. God needs to be the first one we go to. We need to pour our heart out to God. God knows exactly what you're going through. He knows the hurt that you're experiencing. And God can take care of that. You know, during this rebellion from Absalom, Absalom was killed. One of David's own men, a very close well, he was right under David. He was one of David's chief men. His name was Joab. Absalom was running from Joab. He knew Joab was after him. Absalom had very long hair, way down, probably close down, close to his waist. He was riding through some thick brush, trees, and through the wind, his hair caught up in the branches and pulled him off of his horse and he was hanging there by his hair. Absalom rode up on him and threw three spears into Absalom's body, killing him. He killed Absalom to protect David, to keep David from having to maybe pronounce death upon Absalom or whatever. He didn't want to see David have to go through that. I believe that God put Absalom in the place that he put him. For what he was doing, remember, David was God's chosen king, not Absalom. And here, Absalom was trying to overthrow. He was trying to come against God's anointed. That is something we all want to be very careful about is coming against God's anointed. God's hand is on him, just like God's hand was on David through so many different. God brought David out of so many circumstances, protected David, was with David. If it hadn't been for God, David would have been long dead, long time ago under the hand of Saul. But God's hand was on David; He was protecting David. He had plans for David, and wasn't nobody going to take those plans away? Except God. You know, and God told David David, you will always have somebody on this throne. One of yours will always be on the throne. After David finally, and on down the line, Here comes Jesus Christ. Do you all realize that Jesus Christ was part of David's family? And Jesus Christ will be on the throne for all eternity. But but God was protecting David. He heard David's prayers when they come. Many times we may think, God, didn't you hear me? Because something didn't happen right away. It happens in God's time, not ours. We want it right now, right then and now. But sometimes God's got other plans. He, different things has to happen. And when you things happen, God usually uses man. So whenever God wants to use you, listen to him. And be under God's instruction of what, what he tells you to do. You could be getting somebody out of a big mess. Who knows? When God sends you to do something, do it. Don't sit there and argue with God. Oh, God, I'm not qualified. God says, I know you're not qualified, but I will qualify you. God will qualify us to do what he wants us to do. It'll be God. And uh, notice what David said in Psalms 55, 1 and 2. He said, As he prayed, listen to what he said. Give ear to my prayer. In other words, he's saying, Lord, please listen to what I am asking you. Please hear me, O God, and do not hide yourself from my supplication or from my prayers, from my requests of what I am asking you. Attend or Come close to me, Lord. Let me feel your presence. Let me know I am in your presence, that you are here. And hear me. I am restless in my complaint, and I moan noisily. What does he mean? It means David is saying, Lord, I am continuously crying out loud because of the pain that I'm feeling and the pain that I'm in. David wasn't hiding anything. He was letting God know what he needed, what he was going through. Of course, God already knows it. But you know, God knows everything that we're going through right now. But he still likes for his children to come to him and talk with him and visit with him and tell him, Lord, I need you. And my trust is in you. I know that you can deliver me out of this. Well, did God comfort David? Do you think God comforted David? Look at Psalms 55, 22. It says, Cast your burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. God says, I am walking with the righteous. Who's the righteousness? If you are in Jesus Christ, you are. For you are the righteousness of Christ. God looks at that. He doesn't see the sin that you used to have. He sees the righteousness that Christ traded you for your sin. We received Christ's righteousness and he took our sin. So when God looks at us, he sees the righteousness of his Son in you. He doesn't see that sin. If you've confessed that sin, that sin is gone. And there's another translation here that says, what we just said says, "Give your burdens to the Lord, and He shall take care of you, and He will not permit the godly to slip and fall." Who is the godly? That's his children. That's you. Those who have accepted Christ, you are the godly. You're the ones that God's hands on. He's protecting you. He's walking with you. Don't never be ashamed or afraid to cry out to God. Many people say, "Well, I don't know if I can go to God. I don't know if He'll hear me." If you belong to Jesus Christ, you better know that God will hear you. Now, if you don't belong to Jesus yet, mm, it's kind of of touchy. I've always heard that that the the only prayer that God will ever hear is when you say, Father, forgive me for I have sinned. And then everything changes. But when you just come to God without Christ in your life, never accepting Christ, asking him for favors, to do this or do that, it says he turns a deaf ear. Then he don't hear it. Because you have not accepted his son. You have not believed. In other words, he's probably saying, if you haven't believed in my son Jesus Christ, you don't believe in me. So if you don't believe in me, why are you even coming to me? if you don't believe or if you doubt, don't think you're going to receive anything. We have to have faith. We have to have trust. We have to know who we are talking to. We have to believe that God hears every little thing that we come to him with. If it concerns you, believe me, it concerns God. If, if, if it bothers you enough to come to God, to pray about it, God hears you. He listens to you. Because he simply loves us and he cares about And He wants everything to be all right in our lives. And uh, God wants us to come to Him. He wants us to trust in Him and believe in Him that He will do what we need done. You know, maybe some of you or someone you know is going through a problem or a tough time right now and they need God's comfort. Maybe somebody's hurting. Maybe you need God's comfort. Maybe you need that touch from God right now. If so, we need to do just exactly what David did. Call upon God. I don't mean just call upon God. Well, I guess I don't have no other choice. I guess I better go see if I can talk to God. Come to God in confidence. If you have Jesus Christ in your life, you can come. It says we for now can come boldly before the throne because of Jesus Christ and what he has done. He has removed our sins so we don't have sin separating us from God anymore. God hears us. He wants us to come to him. He wants to visit with us. That's just like I've said before. If your children come to you, you want them to come to you. You want them to visit with you. You want them to trust you. You want them to come to you with their problems. If nothing else, if maybe you can't take care of that problem right now, but you can also tell that child, let's pray together about this. Let's go to God. Talk to Him. He can take care of this. And I wish I'd see more parents do that. Say, come here, my son. Sit down here with me. Let you and me pray to God. Let's talk to Him. Let's tell Him what's going on. He can take care of this. And you are showing that son, that daughter, that child, your faith. And you may be you may be doing something in that child's life that they'll always remember. A child looks to the parent. I've heard a lot of kids say, Boy, when I grow up, I want to be just like my daddy. Or I want to be just like my mom. We're an influence. And it's what that child you now that's going to influence them in life. They're going to learn to call on God. They're not going to go here and talk to some little old friend or something that don't know God. No, they're going to come to Mom. They're going to come to Dad and say, Mom, Dad, could you pray with me if there's this thing going on? Man, you've set something in their life right then and there. David, well, as he was growing up, and his closeness with God, it never changed. It got it just got closer and closer and closer. The more you get to know somebody, the closer you become to them. The more you know God, the closer you come to God. And we all need that closeness with God. All of us need that closeness with God. We need to put our faith and our trust in the Lord. And when we do that, it says, He will lift us up. He will will comfort you. He will hear you. Put your faith in God. Here, and we probably all know what this is, but it's in Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. And if we would put this into our life, just these two scriptures... You'd be surprised how it will change your life. Listen to what it says. You probably already know. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lead not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge God and he will direct your paths. Put your faith in God. Trust in God. Let God guide you and show you what you need to do as you walk through this life. You know, I said this last Sunday, and I'm just going to say it again, but I, this here has always been one of my, I guess, kind of little favorite verses because it just shows God's love for his children. This here, David wrote this too. He'd say, when David wrote this, like I said last Sunday, he was getting on up in years. He was getting older. But he says, I have been young, but now I am old. Yet, I have not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. God is taking care of your children because of your righteousness, your love, and for your upbringing of those children, teaching your children about God. David here is talking about those who have put their faith and their trust in God. Has your children, have you, Put all your faith and your trust in God. Do you feel you can come to God and ask him something and he'll hear you? Many people don't. But the child of God should always have confidence and know that they can come to God and they can ask him anything and he'll hear you. He may not agree with what you're asking him. You know, too many times we we ask him for our wants instead of our needs. He always hears about your needs. But sometimes our wants will get us in trouble. They'll cause us problems in life. But God supplies all of our needs. Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Your daily bread is a daily need. And you're asking for, Lord, supply my need today. He shall supply all of our needs according to his glory in Jesus Christ. Trust in God. Believe. Trust in God with all your heart. Lead not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all ways and he will direct your paths. You know, I'd rather have God directing my path than anybody. God sees way ahead of what's ahead of you. And as you're, you're going somewhere and all of a sudden there's a little bit of a detour there and you have to turn. Well, that's God turning you down a little different path that's going to be much bigger than the one you are on. So just trust in God. That's what David did. And David was always with God. Always. Oh, David made mistakes, yes. We make mistakes, yes we do. But God forgave David. If God forgave forgive David, he'll forgive us. So just know that when you do make a mistake, you have an advocate sitting right next to God. It's his son, Jesus Christ. He will take those prayers that you pray, and he will present them to God. says, look, Jason, Dale, Beverly asked me to do this. Father, will you do it? Of course, they're my children. I'll do it for them. But Jesus is our intercessor. He's he steps into our place and tells God what we need. And after all that Jesus went through, I believe me, God is not going to refuse what Jesus asked him. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for David and all the things that he went through, Lord, showing us that when we go through circumstances, Lord, that you're there with us, just like you was with David. Yes, you love David. It didn't even say that David was a man after your own heart. David made mistakes, but Lord, you forgave him. He committed adultery. You forgave him. Lord, David did many things wrong. But, Lord, when he did, he didn't deny them. He didn't lie about them. He came to you. He said, Father, I acknowledge my sin before you. Lord, I did this and I did that. Lord, I am not hiding anything from you. I am being honest with you, and I need your forgiveness. And just cleanse me, Lord, and do not take away your Holy Spirit. God wants us to come to him acknowledge our sins. Ask for forgiveness. Ask it in your heart. That's where God looks. He don't look on the outside. He looks on the heart. So acknowledge God. Come to him with your heart. He will hear you. He will forgive you. And he'll lift you up. Lord, thank you for loving us. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, as we close out tonight, thank you for the people here. Lord, just ask your heads of protection to be around them as they head home. Be, be with them. Lord, bring them back Sunday. Lord, thank you for what you're going to do and what you have done. And Lord, we just give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.